What is going on, Reality Pop Network, Reality Pop Nation out there? Thank you for tuning in to our week four Big Brother 23 recap of The Block on Reality Pop Network. It's Pooji here from the Pooji Podcast. If you're into sports, go check out the Pooji Podcast on YouTube as well. But if you're into reality TV, this is the place to be. Thank you again for being here on Reality Pop Network as we recap week number four of Big Brother. And to be honest with you, this is where it feels like the season actually begins. I want to welcome on guest uh, Nick Brown onto the show. Nick, thanks for being here, man. No problem, no problem. I love some Big Brother, and anytime I can talk about it, I'm excited. So let's do it. Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. That's right. So, Nick, I got to ask you first and foremost, we've seen Big Brother teams used in other versions of Big Brother around the world. We finally got it in Big Brother US. First four weeks of the show, how how are you feeling about the team dynamic uh, as far as it pertains to this season? Um. Well, the conclusion of this this episode that happened just now, um, the teams are no longer a thing. Sorry if I've ruined that for anybody, but um, I have loved actually how the teams have played into the, the first four weeks here because I feel like there's always that start that slow start the uh, people like not wanting to make a big move because you know they don't want to jump out the gates too early or anything crazy. But with the teams, it made it so like if their if their teammate was on the block if they win the veto, they would use it. I, I don't, they don't have, no, that, that didn't happen to see this uh, in the first four weeks, but it made it more of like an interesting thing where when there's someone on the block, it wasn't just the person that's on the block trying to pull themselves off and everyone else being like, ooh, if I win, I just want to be, you know, you know, lay low and just not use it. Keep the HOH happy and not have them put another person up. But these past four weeks that we've noticed that that wasn't the case. So I think that's the thing that the, the team's, started it off really fast in that aspect. Oh, for sure. And and what I found to be interesting was the formation of alliances outside of the teams itself. So imagine going into the Big Brother house, you think you're going in there as an individual competing independently of the other 15 house guests. Well, now you're in a situation where you got to try and balance relationships amongst your team, but you also have to kind of position yourself well amongst the other house guests similar to how Derek X has done with the Royal Flush Alliance to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success after the teams are over, which you just mentioned following the week for eviction, the teams are no longer a thing. Claire still remains uh, immune to eviction uh, up through up until jury. So she has a few weeks left based on, on her uh, wildcard competition win. But let's get into that real quick, Nick. So last Sunday or this past Sunday night, um, obviously you have the nomination uh, Sunday, right? Like we all look forward to uh, Sundays for nomination, but now they added that wild card twist into it, which was which was pretty awesome. So Christian goes out there, wins HOH. We know he's HOH following Brent's eviction. He has a difficult decision to make, not necessarily who to target or not necessarily who to put up, but who to target. So Nick, in in your opinion here, you know he had Whitney. He had Hannah. Brittany was even floated out there as a name to put on the block. What were your thoughts around that nomination ceremony uh, as far as Christian's HOH? So Christian had a rough a rough spot, I feel, because he was basically aligned with the whole house minus four people. Um, yeah, the, the Royal Flush it was Ozanad in it, Brittany, uh, Whitney, and 
Oh no, Derek. that was it. It was three people because Derek. Derek well, Derek there, yeah. F. Derek F. wasn't in it either. Yeah, Derek F. was not in it. Yeah, so three Jokers and Whitney were the ones not in it, and Hannah. So five people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just lit, really hit his chances. His options were very low. So, and then with the wild card, not knowing who's who's going to be safe or not safe or things swapping, um, I think he had a very def- tough decision and somehow made it through the week with not much blood in his head. I feel like the minus Frenchie, because Frenchie did a horrible job of it. All the HOHs seemed to like get to a certain point where their decisions weren't really causing a lot of stir in the house, which mm-hmm. which is good. So I think that Christian was just trying to follow suit. And with his nominations, there wasn't any crazy blow up from it. So yeah, I think he did a good thing. And I tell you this, I cannot wait for us to do the reality roundtable again sometime soon to recap Frenchie's HOH, Kylan's HOH, and then Xavier's HOH, because all of the HOHs thus far have kind of had different um, feels to them. Different, you know, like you mentioned with Frenchie's being a more aggressive kind of out there. Some are saying Frenchie might be the worst player in Big Brother history for having a week one the HOH. Worst, the worst big fan, the worst super fan. The worst, <laughs> yeah, right? You're a super fan and don't know how to handle week one HOH. What are you doing, man? Um, but yeah, I mean, he he Christian got through the week and um he he didn't get much blood on his hands i think it would have been a catastrophe for britney to have her back on the block mentally she was incapable of kind of handling being on the block a third week in the row in a row that would have been extremely difficult for her she was emotional after the second week you go up a third week in a row as a pawn that just kind of shows you that you aren't really aligned with anyone in the house you're just kind of the floater the pawn that's out there to make sure someone else gets evicted right yeah, and that, that's I feel like that'd be a horrible a horrible position to be in. And I, I feel like you can never really choose that position. It just kind of somehow gets placed in you by things that just happen and then you're stuck in it. And there's like no matter who you talk to, how you talk to them, like there's nothing that quite literally nothing you can do. It's almost like being the one person that wants somebody out and the whole house is against it. You can talk to literally everybody individually and be like, hey. You know, like we should do this, and then individually they're gonna be like, "Yeah, of course, like totally," but they're not gonna have that support with everybody else when you're not in the room. So it's 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 such a difficult position, I feel like, to be in and to get out of. And once you're in it, yeah, that's the big thing is getting out of that position is god awful because the longer the game goes on for Brittany, it's gonna be more difficult for her to find an alliance, right? Because she's not building the same trust as others are building in the house. But let's get into this wild card competition. We found out it was the last wild card competition in the house. It saw Aza, Whitney, as well as Claire competing in the Olive Shook Up contest where they had to roll their olive down a zigzag board into the toothpick of the martini glass. And uh, pretty fun competition. Those are always kind of fun. The finesse, strength, focus competitions are pretty cool. But really, from the outset, it seemed like Claire had the thing wrapped up. Ozzy didn't really yeah. know what she was doing, and Whitney was going way too fast, right? Yeah, that was that was it, it was almost embarrassing to watch Ozzy go. I, like I, I feel bad for for that. And she swears she was trying to go slow and steady, but it looked like if I was in there, I would have sworn she's throwing it. I that looked it didn't even look like she was trying to try. I don't know. That was bad. Well, and so then, I yeah. like what's so funny about that is it was almost such a bad performance that you couldn't even believe she was throwing it because 
it was that bad. Like it was, <laughs> it was almost like it was too bad to be believable that it was a throne competition. Yeah. By her. Like you would at least figure out, you know, like at least Whitney was, you know, letting the ball fly down the board and, you know, fall all over the place, whatever. I know she wasn't, she was not throwing it at all. She knew she was uh, at risk of going home, but Aza, yeah, very interesting strategy of just letting the ball balance at the beginning and not and really not having an end game moving it with it at all. That was, that was, that was poor. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a bad a bad competition on Oz's end. Claire came close about five or six times. I'm pretty sure she was like the only contestant to ever make to, it to the straw. Yeah, to get the uh, to get the olive even to the top of the glass. Like no one was even close. So anyway, I digress. Claire wins the uh, wins the the wild card competition. Presented with the option of either immunity for her and her team for that week, which is the queens, which would have been Kyland as well as Tiffany. And the other option was uh, immunity for herself, protection for herself, up until jury. So pretty much guaranteeing three evictions without even being a threat. Obviously, in my opinion, you got to go with the independent you, immunity. It, there, absolutely. Right? That was, you're telling me I get to go to jury? No, nah, let's do it. Right? Thank you, and I'm like, I'm like thinking like <laughs> the producers have to be sitting there like wanting Whitney to win, knowing what the reward would be. Because then that would make her stay in the game for another few weeks and would really just shake up the house based yeah. on where the, the targets the are. were. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, are the are you know, are the producers are they are they sometimes like loaded loaded rewards based on what they want to happen, kinda like they're directing the game in a certain direction, right? Yeah. I I really don't want to believe that they are, but one place that I always feel somewhat sketchy is is um the switch when they're picking for like the veto. And like they're reaching into the box and like, are they stacking it with like the certain names they want? And like, I don't know. I always feel like really weird about that, especially because like they're always interviewing the people before. And it's like, you know, I really want to play because like this, that and the other. And then like, that's the person that gets chosen. I'm like, well, yeah, gotta love it though. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I know. Right. I feel like they do it to where it's like, they can't show everybody saying they want to do it. So like they show the the couple and then they choose one of those couple. Yeah. No, I get it. Again, uh, those out there watching, listening live, thanks for being here. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. If you're into sports, go subscribe to the Puji Podcast as well. My name is Justin from the Puji Podcast, and Reality Pop Network is gracious enough to allow me to crash their network for a little bit to talk some reality TV and some Big Brother. So subscribe. We're talking about week four of Big Brother, where the game really starts, and you're listening to the block on Reality Pop Network. So, Nick, like you just said, the loaded the loaded uh, bag of uh, veto chips, or yeah, veto comp chips, uh, Hannah really needed Derek X to, really? to play in that. And yeah. what did she pull? House Guest Choice. House, yes, House Guest Choice to, to and, choose Derek. <laughs> and but what would have been even better is if if Sarah Beth would have competed in that and won and pulled Whitney off the block. Just as like I'm drawing the line in the sand right now. I'm not. I'm not letting anything happen to uh, keeping Hannah in the house. I want her gone and just totally flips on the Royal Flush Alliance. But again, when you have these big of alliances at the beginning of the game. It's kind of yeah, tough to make those lasting. moves. Yeah. You know, oh, like to make those moves. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this much. What really does frustrate me is when, you know, Whitney goes in to talk to Christian or, you know, talking about the veto or talking to, hey, let's let's get when Whitney's talking to Alyssa about what things are being said behind whose backs. And the producers really make it seem like the HOH or the veto holder is actually considering switching. 
and then yeah. there's a 10-0 vote at the end of the episode. And it's like all that excitement of maybe some, maybe actually a split vote for once, and it never happens. Like, come on, give us something to be excited about. <laughs> well, but th- they are. That's literally what they're doing. They're giving you something to be excited about. Because if they went on like saying, all right, guys, so the house is pretty unanimous on it, so we're just going to talk about this. Then I would be like, all right, cool. So I, I know the end of the episode. I mean, I agree with you. I just, I just like it, but it's just. Well, I'm just like, because I'm sitting there like, come on, please. Something you, crazy you, happens. Something you wild. you see Whitney like all dressed up and makeup and, and then you see, you know, not that Hannah wasn't looking cute, but like, you know, she's had, she was just like wearing a sweatshirt and like ponytails. I was like, all right. So we obviously can tell from the two of you sitting in the chair, like who's ready to walk out and sit next to Julie, like. <laughs> right right and you know you talk about the way whitney was dressed there was some some uh tough love to to whitney towards that uh episode on oh, sunday actually the, some with funny the, stuff with the swims with the workout with the workout clothes and stuff yeah. just everyone giving great. her a hard time about that <laughs> just <laughs> that too funny. funny so uh, so yeah go I for always, it i always love like thinking what's gonna be you know how big red like they do their big intro and then they do like the like the recap and at the end of the recap before the episode starts, they do that little three second thing from the previous episode. Yeah. Like the funny thing. I always try to guess what part of the episode is going to be on that little funny clip. Yeah. And I've actually gotten like the past couple episodes, right. And I was right that they were going to talk about that. That's something I do that I don't tell people I do, but now now it's not on your channel. Everyone try and start guessing. When what the episode's the is going, what that three-second clip is going to be at the start of the next episode. And I'm telling you, this episode, it's going to be um, Christian walking like the robot. Trying yeah, to, Christian, I Christian trying to do you, the Derek You walk. heard it here first. The start of the next episode, that will be the three-second clip. I, All right. I promise you. You heard it here first. You know, I like that. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. But I do remember uh, from back in the college days, you always talking about how you liked to do that guessing game. Yeah. And I was thinking about that at the beginning of this episode. Man, they always pick such funny clip to be at the front of it. So, but anyway, so at the end of the Sunday episode, nominations happy and uh, happen ends up being uh, Whitney first, followed by Hannah. No surprises there from anybody really, and I know Brittany was relieved. But then the real confusion starts, right, Nick? So now it's we got these two on the block. Neither of them are in the Royal Flush Alliance. However, Hannah is in the Cookout Alliance with Aza, Derek F. You have Kyland. Xavier and Tiffany Tiffany right so there's the six so you have and that's a secret alliance too that no one knows about in the world really flush really secret like it's kind of crazy how like good they are keeping it, it low-key yeah that's crazy it, it's crazy that you know there, there's two huge alliances happening at the same time and neither one of them have really been uh found out yet right so that's it's a pretty crazy instance when that happens and how many people are in both it's Xavier Christian, no, not Christian. Sorry, um, Kylan, Ty, Ty, Tylan, um, Hannah. No, not. I'm um, Tiffany. And Tiffany. So There's three of them. So yeah, three of them are in both. So maybe actually, those are the strongest three moving forward. Maybe. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe those three are the strongest moving forward. So now comes the time to determine who is going to be the target for the week, right? And that is the one thing I don't like about the big alliances is. You know, they were they were making it seem like whoever Christian chose as his target was going to be the person going home, right? So the anticipation was not, okay, who's going to win the veto? Who's going to win these challenges? It was more, okay, what's Christian want to do, right? Because no one wants to step on anyone's toes when it comes to that big of an alliance. And as much as Sarah Beth wanted to go against the grain, she ended up voting for Whitney to leave anyway. And mm-hmm. it just goes to show you at the end of the day, 
maybe it's too early in the game to make those uh, make those types of uh, I guess moves, those big power moves. So we, they end up going with with Whitney as the target. Now, Nick, does Sarah Beth have a point as far as Hannah being a a threat, Hannah being a player to worry about moving forward? Most definitely, I think so. Hannah's a very strong player. You can just tell from the way she talks and goes about it. Um, and also, like, we're also seeing, like, the little editor's cut. So, like, they always like showing, like, the, the exact moments of her being super sneaky and sly. Um, but to, to Sarah Beth's point, she doesn't feel comfortable with her. She feels comfortable with everybody in the house but her. So if, the, if that were my situation, if I felt in a good situation, in a good place with everybody in the house except one person, I'm obviously going to target that one person. Everyone's playing their own game, so... You know, you see the game from one person's aspect, one person's perspective, and you're like, oh, that's not a good move. But in Sarah Beth's eyes, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And and not to mention, she brought up a very good point in front of the Royal Flush, where she said, all of you guys are apparently comfortable with Hannah, which makes me nervous because I'm not. So why are you guys comfortable with Hannah and I'm not? Like, tell me what I'm not getting here. Tell me what I'm not seeing here. So I think she started to kind of see a little bit of, I don't want to say see a little bit, but maybe started to get a suspicious feeling about, okay, yeah. is there something else happening here amongst the Royal Flush, some of the members of the Royal Flush, and Hannah? So, I, uh, yeah, I mean, she recognized that very early in those discussions. However, she did come on very strong trying to get Hannah out, which was kind of, I don't want to say an aggressive move, but a telling move when you're sitting in the room with eight people and seven of them are saying Whitney and did Whitney a uh, uh, next question about Whitney was Whitney a target more so because of her tie-ins with Brent and she just kind of got looped into that Brent uh personality or that that alliance or was she a target because they actually thought she could have been a threat in this game like where because personally on my end Watching the season, I didn't necessarily see where Whitney painted a target on her back outside of being aligned with Frenchie and then Brent. Whitney only messed up by not falling into that alliance. There was there was members that were not a part of it that were already tasting the block. Exact Brittany. She was on the block already two weeks in a row, so they weren't going to go for her. They would have felt bad. They weren't going to go for um, Aza and Derek X because they're on the Jokers. And then it just feel like, oh, we're just attacking the Jokers. And the only options left were the other two people not in the Alliance. And it was Hannah and Tiffany. Yeah. So that's real. And then, and then the cookout secret Alliance was protecting Hannah, which literally leaves Tiffany. So that's, yeah. that's where it was. It just I think it was just how it happened. And yeah. you can kind of tell when Tiffany was like leaving the house. You always can tell like the, the like the close relationships and her her goodbyes like were just a very common like goodbye goodbye goodbye. So I feel like she didn't have that thing with some one person, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there was there was some clips that she was getting close to Xavier because then the middle school crush from Aza on Xavier came out which you got to love those little respectful showmances that happen that aren't full-blown in the house yet, but they're kind of behind the curtain waiting to reveal themselves to the rest of the house guests. So now I guess all of America knows, plus Whitney on the outside and Julie Chen, uh, mm -hmm. but no one in the house yet knows except for Xavier 
and Aza. But let's get to this veto competition. We already kind of hinted at it. Derek X gets picked by Hannah. Claire gets picked as well. Who was the the third person that got picked? It was let me see here. Oh goodness. Uh, Derek. Oh, Claire, Derek X, and Aza competed alongside right. of Christian, Hannah, and Whitney. So. Um, obviously the two nominees plus the head of household and then the, the three additional there. Um, and it was a close, close match. I mean, Ozza looked strong for a second. Hannah looked strong for a second, but this was one of those competitions that it really endurance. just simply comes down to endurance and athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. So one interesting thing that I'm going to point out real quick about Derek X and his strategy going into this game, whether or not it was the, like his, his goal to do this, he came into this game to play every single competition to his fullest from the very beginning. And usually people want to come in like softer to like not make a big target on their back. But I feel like in a way it's working for Derek X that like people are not going to target him because he's already won these comps and he's just comp beasts. And they have these interpretations that, Oh, if I put him up, I better, I better be shooting straight directly at him because he's going to come back and win and then target me. Mm-hmm. So I think that Derek X, it's really weird how he wins that first veto, wins that second veto of his, and then like he's still on good terms, everybody, to the point where they choose him for this next veto. And no one, and even like after he gets chosen and is right neck and neck with Christian the whole way through, there was still no talk. At, like it took Tiffany going, not Tiffany, sorry, Whitney coming up to Christian being like, hey, Derek's a target. Maybe you should blindside him. And he said, oh, that's a good point. I mean, obviously they know and whatnot, but always in my lines, I'm not going to do that. Maybe it comes into play a little bit later, but it's just crazy to me how he came out guns a-blazing and it has not bitten him. Well, yeah, I was I was just about to say, you talked about Tiffany kind of bringing up to Christian that Derek X Whitney. was going, Whitney. Whitney bringing up, sorry, excuse me, Whitney. I we got, messed you up. Well, no, we have Whitney, <laughs> Brittany, Tiffany, so I'm trying to keep all the whys <laughs> in order, trying to keep everything in order. So you had Whitney go up to uh, Christian Christian to discuss why Derek X would be a good replacement. Now, where I think she fumbled the bag on that uh, whole pitch was that she didn't go there first. Well, granted, she didn't want to throw a teammate under the bus, but Christian was in the room when the whole comment happened. So wait, before we go any further, let's get to the comment real quick. So they're all sitting in the room post veto everything's going crazy, whatever. They're all sitting there talking about slop. And Derek X in all of America knows it's likely going to be himself and Hannah remaining next week as a part of their team. And he subtly says, okay, next week, Hannah and I can at least be on slop. Whitney hears that, thinks automatically, oh man, they already know I'm out, gets pissed off at Derek X. That becomes a whole issue. Derek X tries to cook her dinner. That doesn't work out too well. She's upset. Well, then she goes into Christian's room to talk to him about the replacement. And I think that was, I don't want to say an issue because I don't blame her for not throwing Derek X under the bus earlier because he was a teammate. But I also think that her argument held less water because Christian knew the only reason she's coming here and saying this is because of what Derek X said an hour ago when we were all downstairs, right? Yeah, So that's a great point. So they didn't I think about it that way, but that's a good point. Well, yeah, it's like she went to him after the fact, and it's like you you can't take the shot after the fact. Now, if it was something between Derek X and her 
independently and isolate it away from everyone, then yeah, go for it and take your shot and maybe it holds more water. But Christian's just going to view that as a last-ditch effort to get out the person that was talking behind like her back and isn't really going to mean much to him based on their minds already being made up. So, you know, bummer bummer for her to uh, to not be able to catch his ear strong enough there to stay in the game. So we, we get past the veto, obviously. We discuss that. Christian takes home the veto there, decides not to use the veto, leaves the two nominees up on the block. And then we get to Sunday's episode, which left a lot for us to be desired. Think, you know, me personally... I'm thinking to myself, this could be a 6-5 split. Did you have that feeling at all? Or a 6-4 split, excuse me. Or even a 5-5 tie. Did you have that feeling at all? For for Whitney Hanna? Yeah. No, nah, not really. I'm not going to hmm. lie to you. I, I just felt it was... With the cookout lines being so strong and the way that they're, that they're planning things, that I did not... There's no way I even saw... I, was, I thought of simply voter two to go like Sarah Beth or someone trying to throw Sarah Beth under by doing like one of those, you know, votes and trying to say, oh, that person did the vote. But yeah, no, I, I truly like that cookout alliance is actually pretty strong. Well, you know, it's surprising that they're you know not butting heads as much. Well, so I was thinking to myself, there's 10 people voting in this in this uh, eviction ceremony. There's two on the block and then Christian, the H.O.H., so there's 10 people voting, five of which are in the cookout. So I knew guaranteed Hannah had five votes to save her, right? And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's five remaining votes out there that we're unsure of based on Christian's idea of who he's going to target. So my thought was when Whitney went to Alyssa, which I thought that was a great move, knowing Alyssa was going to get the ear of Christian, when Whitney went to Alyssa and talked about how... um how yeah it was to Alyssa talking about how Hannah was talking about how malleable Christian was you know what I'm saying yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when Whitney went to Alyssa and was like yeah Hannah's talking all this stuff about how she wants to keep Christian in because because he he's, can uh, be he's my got little puppet my, under my finger yeah exactly like I have him in the palm of my hand all this stuff I thought that could have actually turned the tides briefly which to that point then I thought man this could if he got enough people on board of the royal flush to go against hannah it could be a six four five five simply based on you know let's say Alyssa ended up voting against hannah and and whoever else might have done it who knows sarah beth might have voted against hannah and at that point it's a numbers game but yeah for the most part the whole week it looked like whitney was gone in the target the whole time until the very last second again we talk about the producers and how good they are at making us think that something might happen and then nothing happened at all so um yeah Pretty, pretty interesting how that works. So Whitney goes out on a 10-0 vote. Nothing crazier happens um, in that, and Hannah Hannah remains in the game. I want to ask you, what what alliance in the household gets blown up first? Do you think it's going to be the cookout, or do you think it's going to be the Royal Flush? The oh, Royal Flush. It, there's, there's not much left of it to not get blown up. Like, it's next week. Are they just going to put Tiffany and, and Oz up again? Like, it, it, there's no way this next week it gets blown up. After this endurance comp, whoever wins it, it's not making it past this next week. Okay. And if not this week, one more week. That's that I'm I'm holding myself to that. Fair enough. And I, I agree with that from the standpoint of the royal the royal flush was built on the basis of the teams, the kings and the queens, plus Derek X. Exactly. And him so just being in no it. Longer... Whereas the cookout was built on the basis of being individual players in the game 
not associated with any specific team. So I think that that definitely has, it's a more sustainable alliance moving forward because now that the teams are gone, yeah, you might have, you know, some loyalty and trust to some people just based on the first four weeks, but let's see how far the first four minutes, the the first four minutes, let's just be honest. Like they, they didn't even like really, really choose these teams. It was a screen randomly plopping up two random names. and You chose a random person you've never met before in your life. And then that randomness decided your fate for the next four weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. That, but that's Big Brother. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's right. They didn't even actually get any time in the house to get to know each other and then pick who was going to be on what teams. It would have been fun if they did something like that, where maybe, maybe mid season, you know, maybe they hide stuff around the house where, like, you know, whoever finds these keys or whoever finds this item becomes, they become part of a team so that there's a little bit of gameplay before the team aspect of it. Reverse teams, right? Like, you go yeah. in independently and then then boom, you create teams afterward or halfway through. That'd be crazy. Um, But anyway, Nick, anything else from you for this week four recap? Anything else stand out um, during during episode Sunday, Wednesday, or Thursday, tonight's eviction episode? Uh, I'm excited to have everyone playing by themselves. Like the, the team thing was a great, great, great way to start it off, to get people actually playing. And so the first bits of this week's are interesting and not just like, kind of what Frenchie was saying, like the normal, we evict out, you know, the old person, the the slower person, the weaker person, you know, the, the way that the game started, I loved it. But right now with the fact that everyone's individual now and it's an endurance comp, so it's going to be, you know, someone who's willing to fight and stick up there and as long as they want and then go on and do some crazy with this HOH. And this upcoming week, if you didn't hear, you didn't catch it, Julie Chen, Chen said, there's going to be an America vote for something to happen to the game. So there is a lot of things to look forward to this upcoming episode. Did you not hear that? Did no, I, I did that? not. I did there not hear go. that. Yeah, I was too, uh, I was too worried about getting uh paramount plus up on my TV <laughs> for my, for my girlfriend to watch the end of the uh, HOH competition. So well, there you go. I'm so gonna... you, you missed it. Then Julie Chen said next week, there's an America vote that uh, we're going to get to do something for the game. So I'm excited to see what that twist is. Well, we still get America's vote. I'm sure there's still going to be a double eviction somewhere along the lines. Uh, there's there's a lot left to be had. And I will say this. It felt like one of the first weeks the game actually started. And next week's going to be even better based on the fact that they are competing individually. No longer as a team. Really changes the dynamic of the game. We'll see how far some of these alliance can carry some of these people. But again, Reality Pop Nation, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning into the block on Reality Pop, recapping week four of Big Brother. Again, my name is Pooji. I'm with the Pooji Podcast. Go check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you may get your podcasts. If you're into sports, that's what the Pooji Podcast is all about. But if you're into reality TV, this is the place to be. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This channel is awesome. For lack of a better term, it's dope. I check this channel out every day and at least watch two or three episodes when I can a day because they have great stuff. Survivor Worldwide. We do Survivor US content. Now Big Brother content. The challenge is coming up. And who knows? There's going to be some great guests coming on the block in the future. Some previous Big Brother contestants actually including two of America's favorite game winners uh, from previous seasons back maybe some controversial seasons too actually from back in the day of big brother so you're definitely going to want to tune into that so be sure to subscribe that way you never miss an episode of the block every thursday recapping the previous week of big brother nick anything left from you or are we good to sign off my man 
Oh man, I we're good to sign off. I think I said everything that needs to be said, but uh, yes, this is gonna be a good. I actually no, there was one thing left to be said. Let's I say truly it. think Big Brother did such a good job with selecting the cast this year. Like they're every single person in the house. Like I am somewhat rooting for in a small way, but a majority of them I'm rooting for in a big way, and that's they. There's no one in there that I hate, so that's yeah. crazy and good job, Big Brother. Cast I uh, selectors, I guess. Big Brother casting room. <laughs> casting, I, um, there you go. That's what I was looking for. The casters. <laughs> I actually um, tweeted that out a few uh, weeks ago after I think one of the week two episodes, and I was like, "This is a phenomenal cast based on personality, gameplay. Um, not no one just sitting back. Everyone kind of trying to get their feet wet, um, but still trying to feel everything out. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that there's no returning guests." Um, which yeah. I like a lot. I, I like that it's a brand new season. So I'm spot on Nick Brown as always. Thanks for being here. We'll do it again soon for week five yeah. coming up next week. Cannot wait for more Big Brother action. Cannot wait to be back here on the Reality Pop Network with you, Reality Pop Nation. And until next time, go enjoy some Big Brother. Go enjoy some sports this weekend. And most importantly, go make this world a better place and take care.